podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 112 of the Avaliates Weird Podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope you are positive and feeling great for what will be just effectively the 6th of January. Probably a shit day. Monday is 6th of January, possibly the shittest day of the year. Probably getting up, the weather's probably shit, it's probably freezing, it's rainy. You're going off bikes and going back to work. Walk and cheer me up. Hey, listen, this beautiful songstress in your ear. Bit of Annie Lennox. Before you there, didn't expect that, did you? But yeah, it's grim. Christmas has been and gone like the proverbial thief in the night, leaving only fat and debt in its wake. We're here with the the new year, new me. I'm I'm doing a different person. I'm, I'm done being a fucking bastard. <laughs> swear, this year I'm finished being a hair, and now I'm gonna just be a good person. Now I'll always be a bastard and a hair, so don't worry about that. But yeah, it's weird for me. It's a new year. I'm kind of I'm positive. You know, I'm definitely feeling a wee bit like those sickening people. You know, new year, new me. And I, I, I have to be like that. I feel like this is the first year I've gone into it and actually gone like, right, it's a new year. Let's stop the rot here. I've been, 2019 has been a fat year for me. Let's be fair, I started the year badly. I was out of the house, felt like I was on holidays for five months. And when you're on holidays, you let loose, the hair comes down, you eat pizza, you eat ice cream, you eat everything. You eat pizza and ice cream, you know. That's the kind of holidays I had. And then once I got off holiday, I was like, you know what? (laughs) I'm living my fat life now. That's what I'm all about. I'm married. I'm out of house. I'm just a fat guy and I'll embrace it. Whereas now, the end of the year has been and gone. I'm like, nah, fuck it. It's time to get in shape. And this has actually been the first year since I've been ever that I remember that... Like, if I've been training or working out, I would have been regularly at the gym. You know, whether or not I was dieting along with that to get the results, probably not. But in the gym, being a big, strong boy, keeping in shape and doing it as a hobby, doing it as a, I suppose, a habit. But this year, I just totally knocked that habit and need to get it back because, like, I'm going to the gym been twice since the new year. You know, this is Friday I'm recording it. What date is it? It is the 3rd of January, so that's two days. You know, I've been at the gym out of the first three. Not bad, big papa. Shouldn't call myself that. But yeah, I'm feeling good that I've done it, but also I feel like a newbie. You know, normally I'd be in there training away, standing in the squat rack, doing curls because I'm a horrible guy, and I'd just be looking at people going, I'll see... We'll see if you're still kicking about come March. Fucker, you know. And this time I'm the cross trainer looking down the ground being like, oh, I can't look at people here. I can't look at people. They're looking at me going, you've never seen a gym in your life. And that's how I feel like. I feel like a newbie and I don't like it. I feel like I'm in the gym with no power. I feel like Samson without his hair. Except that bitch Delilah took my lats. You know what I'm saying? She didn't cut my hair because God himself is naturally doing that without the need to chop it off. But bitch Delilah took my, my lats and my pecs 
and my deltoids, both the anterior, lateral and posterior. She even took my fucking tibialis anterior, as I discovered this morning, whenever I got out of bed and tried to walk on a slight incline to my bin to put a shitty nappy in it. I was like, oh, that hurts the front of my leg. And then on the way back down, I was like, oh, it hurts in the back too. Gastrocnemius is sore as well. Haven't even done a load of exercises on it. But my body's just going, oh, you have these wee muscles. Let's remember it, you know. And it's been, it's been kind of nice because I've been tying that in with the diet. My wife, Catherine, is going to Slimming World. Again, that's the sort of diet that works for her, the diet side of things. She's very good at. Again, don't want to sound sexist. It's going to be sexist. I don't mean it to be sexist, but it's just an observation. Women diet very well. Men can't do it. Women always seem to diet well. Like, I'm forever trying to find a diet that works for me. I've tried keto. I've tried the Atkins. I've tried Slimming World. I've tried all sorts. What works for me is just the bodybuilder diet because I'm such a bodybuilder. Just things like veg, bitter rice, chicken, Salmon, asparagus, broccoli, oats, water, green tea. That's what works for me. Whereas, like, today, when we were having dinner, I was having fish with, like, three Slim World chips. And Catherine was having, like, a, a like a buffet-style piled high plate, but was measured. Oh, these aren't any sins. They're fine. And I'm like, all right, you just look like you're having a great time and lose weight. Whereas I just can't. And my mum's another one, doesn't go to the gym or anything, just that changes their diet, loses weight. You know, I cannot lose weight unless I'm in the gym, you know. So it's mental, so I'm trying to really focus on my, my diet as well as training. So I'm trying to get into it, because I feel in my head I can't be, you know, I can't be getting in shape unless I'm pumping, you know, unless I'm feeling the pump in my arm. It's so crazy. I want to feel like I'm coming. Come on, you've got to come in the gym. You know, and sometimes I have done, you know, just from doing, you know, a really impressive, strict preacher curl. Boop, ejaculate. Boop, ejaculate. Does a good squat. Boop, ejaculate. You know, skull crusher. Ugh. Spunking. <laughs> That's what I'm all about. But I just, I can't master the diet side of things. And I don't eat badly. I just eat a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of carbs. So this time I'm trying to, I'm trying to move my macros about a bit. I'm not going to measure them, do all that stuff, but I'm trying to just cut the calories that I take. The simple case of move more, eat less. Maybe make the diet rather the plate being then rather your plate being heavy carbs, bit of proteins, veg, it's gonna be heavy veg, bit of protein, some carbs. That's what I'm gonna go for. And I mean, let's be totally honest, I feel like um the people in my life have been trying to like if I hadn't made the decision myself to work out, I feel like the people in my life were giving me hints. You know, my mother-in-law bought me a cookbook for Christmas called The Roasting Tin, which was like, to be fair, a great cookbook, which is a load of healthy recipes, but you only need to basically fuck all the ingredients in a pot and roast it. I say pot, a La Crusade into the oven, roast that shit, eat it, which is good for time because I'm a man who doesn't have much time. Although I said last week's podcast, I'm not the last airbender. I can't morph time and space. I would like to. 
And again, the easier and quicker it is for me to get grub that's healthy. Hey, I'm all about that life. So, like, she got me that. My mum herself bought me a 12-week food diary. Now, if that's not a big, hey, fat fuck, sorry, life out, I don't know what is. I would have taken that quite offensively by my mum being like, oh, why'd you get me that? She's been like, oh, because you're training and all. And I'm going, mm, okay. But I would have taken that more offensively if she hadn't have quite literally actually bought me a set of scales for Christmas last year. Joke's on her because I completed them throughout the year, didn't I? But that was what she got me last year. And again, was like, told me I'm getting you functional presents. She got my sister a nice leather satchel because she's an accountant always traveling working she's like fucking oh i live in london i'm a fucking high-flying accountant oh you're a nerd with your satchel and your laptop and your crunching of figures yeah crunch a finger my middle one into your face sis but she got that lovely bag and then i just opened up the scales and was like all right cheers ma and like she looked me in the face and go yeah they're very good you know, they're very good, those skills. You know, you I mean, she basically should have just looked me in the face and gone, you truly are a fat cunt, you know. Do something about it or your heart's going to burst. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm on it and I've made it my own choice. And hey, that's basically it, isn't it? You have to do these things yourself. If your head's not in it and you're not making the choice yourself, you're not going to stick to anything, are you? So I'm there, me and, me and the missus getting pumped in the gym, not because we're married, we don't do that, but, you know, getting pumped up, and the roasting tin's a great book, I have had, I'll tell you some of the meals I've had this week, because listen, this podcast isn't, I was going to say isn't just, it isn't cutting edge entertainment, it is just me in a room chatting, as you know, so I had some recipes this week that I had in the roasting tin, I had salmon and broccoli, so it's not just that, because that's gross, but you put a bit of a tablespoon of olive oil into the pot, cut up a broccoli, cut up an onion, mix it in, bit of garlic, bit of chilli flakes, bish bash bosh, mix it around, fire two salmon bits, fillets on top, bung it in the oven for 20 minutes. The salmon runs through it, nice flavour, good fats, tasty. I had some sort of like, Broccoli, it's it might as well just be called the broccoli book. I had some broccoli, some orzo pasta, bit bit weird, some onion, garlic, chili <laughs> once again, and some walnuts and chicken. Very nice. Um, and tomorrow I'm having some kind of, I think, fish creation. I don't know, but yeah, it's all part of this diet, and I think it's been going well. You know, I feel I feel like already. Two days into it, my body is responding well, not from looking different, just feeling better. You know, it just, it's something that you sort of, I feel like over Christmas especially, you fire so much shit into your body that eventually your body just goes, oh, help me, I am but a cripple in the ground. You need to raise me up and look after me. And like I was getting just pains, whereabouts I think my like appendix is, my liver just just hurting do you know and I needed to change that so the roasting tin is a good book also bought myself the Tom Carriage cookbook I don't I think it's get get fit 
eat and get fit or some shit like that. Eat and get fit or some shit. You know, that's what the cookbook was called. Um, why did I buy Tom Carriage, the chef's cookbook? Because he, like I, was a fat bastard. And I figure that he's done what I want to do without being like a super jacked, time-free, pumped cheat. You know, Tom Carriage is a busy working man. He's a chef, works in a kitchen, busy guy. You know, he's out there, he's doing stuff, um, and he's he's busy. You know, whereas a lot of these guys, trainers and stuff, are like, hey, man, I've got all the time in the world to just uh, work out every day. Also, by the way, I'm taking human growth hormone and also steroids. So, you know, I, I'm actually telling you to do all this stuff, but also pumping myself full of chemicals. So... You know, they're not really true to form. And then a lot of these like online trainers and stuff are way too jacked. You know, they're not telling you what to do. They might eat. They're just telling you, you know, they're already in that shape and this is what they do. And it's BS. You want to see a guy like Tom Carriage who's gone, hey, I'm a fat guy. I need to sort myself out because my health's struggling. You know, that's how I feel at the minute. And I'm motivated by him. He's lost a load of weight. He's looking great. And he's running about the place like... Probably dangerous health and safety wise to be running about a kitchen. A lot of knives in there, a lot of boiling oil. Why is it every kitchen there's just a pot of boiling oil? You know, you don't even need boiling oil, but people just don't have it in every kitchen. You know, any kitchen you go into, you'd be like, be careful you don't spill that boiling oil. But what's it used for? I don't know, just we just have it. So it's crisp and dry as well. Like, what the fuck even uses crisp and dry anymore? I don't know. But that's it. But yeah, it's funny how as you get older your sort of mind totally changes. Like, I used to be a pump boy. I never called myself that before, but I used to be a guy who loved the gym, loved to be, just wanted to be pumped up, wanted to be big, wanted to be strong, you know, but now I just want to not die, <laughs> you know. It's basically the height of it. Now, do I still, <laughs> do I still enjoy an oppressive male physique? Absolutely, you know. Do I enjoy the sport of bodybuilding? Yes. And you're probably going, do you fuck enjoy the sport of bodybuilding? Guys, I enjoy the sport of bodybuilding. I always, like I say, sport, I don't like, it's not on the telly. You wouldn't have like on a, on a Saturday afternoon just me sitting down watching guys in pants just posing, going, hmm, that's quite an impressive lat spread you've got there, Marcus. You know, very impressed chuffed for you while I sit and eat a Mars bar and a packet of potato in between two slices of white bread you know what I'm saying but I do enjoy it and like I always like I, I would have quite a decent knowledge of the Mr Olympia contest again it all came from watching the film Pumping Iron when I was a young man loved that film that's the Schwarzenegger film where he talks about the coming because I always come and I do my preacher curl. Remember I said earlier on the podcast and then I forgot about it and I've said it again. Crazy. <laughs> but I love pumping iron. And then I got the Arnold Schwarzenegger Modern Encycl Encyclopedia of Modern Bodybuilding, which is a fantastic book. I think it cost uh, 80 grand or whatever, but it's a great book to have. And I might get it out again, start reading it, get myself pumped up because I'm a bodybuilding guy. You know, and I mean, totally joking aside, that would be a bucket list thing I would like to do would be to go to Vegas 
on the Olympia weekend, watch one of the competitions, just go around all the, the stalls and stuff, get myself some string vests. You know, that's another thing. My stringers haven't been dusted off in like a year. I'm just too fat. I have to wear just t-shirts now. So give me till about March and I'll be back in my stringers again, get the nipples out, get those babies pierced, light it up, brother and sister. You know, but for the meantime, it's not going too good. You know, two days, so 100% dieting, training, feeling good, you know. And as well as going to the gym, I've incorporated a couple of national trusting days into my uh, into my new year. So it's been a lovely new year. You know, it's been nice to have time away from always hustling and bustling. Hustling, just hustling. You know, just being a, I'm a hustler, baby. You know, one of those guys. Um, so it'd be nice to just be at home, spend time with my family, go out nice wee walks, you know, cook nice meals, just, you know, having a really good family time. And yeah, you know, maybe, maybe me, maybe me and her indoors are doing our own kind of cardio, who knows? You know, obviously you do know as listeners of the podcast that is a lie, but maybe that will build up to that. You know, we're married, we need to build up to that, you know. Damn it, not if I am in bed every night sleeping for 7 o'clock, being obviously fucked from going to gym and international trusting. But you never know. Went to uh, to Mount Stewart for a wee dander on New Year's Day, which was nice. And then, um, well, fuck, before I get into that, <laughs> I need to say what I did New Year's Eve. Bed. That's what I did. I played Pro Evolution Soccer and I went to bed. Oh, n- no friends anymore. All my friends. Just A, either A, didn't do anything, or B, didn't invite me. But I played Pro Evo by myself because Catherine was working early in the morning, so I went to bed early. And I was like, hey, I'm full of life, full of beans. If I go to bed and I'm full of beans, I'm just going to be lying in bed, breathing all weird and like playing little games on my phone keeping you awake and reading about weird facts ever do that guys just be in your bed and then something will go into your head and you'll be like I actually wonder who was the fourth Tsar of Russia I need to find that out I can't actually go to sleep until I find out who that was and then you don't rest then you get into like a wormhole you end up going into thinking alright the Kremlin oh Kremlin Russia was formed here nice the KGB KGB and the Kremlin I wonder if I wonder if Stalin actually thought that his regime was very gay. That would actually be a good gay nightclub in Belfast. You know, it just, they end up going down to things and then for some reason, always end up with me back in Pipeworks. Don't don't ask. But, it's weird, you just do that. You get into bed and you start thinking of strange things. You Google it, you look up, you go, oh, that's a wee blue, wee blue mark. Let's click on that and see what's, what's going on here as well. You know, and you end up basically looking up all kinds of shit rather than sleeping. So anyway, I was a Mount Stewart Went walking, was nice. Then we went to Castle Ward. Now, I wanted to be a child. I wanted to go, now that I've started watching Game of Thrones, or for any Irish listeners, Gamthronish, to Winterfell, because that's where the set of Game of Thrones and Winterfell was at Castle Ward National Trust. I went there before when I wasn't watching Game of Thrones, and... Didn't quite get it. it. Was like, who cares? Fucking Bran is here. Now I'm like, oh my god, Bran Stark was there. That's where he did the archery. Is that where he fell out of the tower? Oh Jesus Christ! Is that where he got your man got beheaded? Fuck by Theon Greyjoy, bastard! 
it was amazing. I was properly like popping for it. Um and it was great, I made a nice wee video, just being a stupid guy doing uh, any excuse to do my Game of Thrones voice. Any excuse to call somebody a bastard. You're nothing but a fucking dirty bastard. So actually sound you're nothing but a fucking dirty bastard. I actually sound like a, a a woman on a sex line. Oh, pull your cock out, you fucking filthy pig. You dirty bastard. Get your cock out, your pants, you dirty bastard. Bend it back and stick up your own ass, you bastard. Um, again, my only point of reference is any of the sex phone hotlines that I've rang in my youth, but yeah, sort of reminded me of, but it was nice to go there, go to Winterfell, and then being a full child, I was like, well, I may get home and I may, may carry on watching some more Game of Thrones, because... Um, any sort of regular listeners of the podcast would know I got into like season three of Game of Thrones and then Sky just took it completely off. So now it's back on again and I have to record it every week. So I've finally bulk recorded enough to like watch a lot of it and catch up and see what's going on. And I love Game of Thrones now. I didn't initially. I was like, oh, fucking all this hype. But that's how I roll for some reason. I let something be hype and then I'll go, fucking doesn't interest me. And then when it's all died down, I get a wee minute, I'll go, guess what you look at that? And I'll go, mm, these people are right all along. Because that's what got me into Game of Thrones. I actually watched a bit of the battle. <laughs> um, I just want to throw it in here. Spoiler alert. I watched the episode where the Night King got killed. That was the first ever episode of Game of Thrones I saw when I was out of my house last last year and Catherine was watching it live or whenever it was out, you know, on the actual telly. And I was in like a wee temporary house, so the only place we had was like it was like a wee granny flat, like a wee bed sit. <laughs> and um there was like a living room area and a kitchen area combined. You went up these stairs, living room, kitchen area, open plan. Then there was a bedroom to the right, a bathroom straight ahead, and another bedroom to the left, and that was where we lived for like two weeks. And so if I was in the bedroom, I could just hear everything, lots of explosions, lots of people going, don't do it, Theon, you busted. And um, I came out and watched it, and was like, oh, this is very entertaining. Maybe I would actually like to watch this. And I was drawn in to Game of Thrones by the violence, by the drama, by the scene, and then when I started series one, I was like, there's violence, there's drama, I like this. Then, there was boobs. Now, there's nothing I like more in the world <laughs> than boobs. So what a treat it was to see a load of boobs. You know, it was, it was just like, that's fantastic. That is terrific. Now, I enjoy violence. I do enjoy it, I do enjoy drama, I do enjoy a strong story, but especially boobs. So it's just a great treat, the perfect show, you would say. So I'm deep into Game of Thrones. Um, again, I only started re-watching Game of Thrones after I finished the second series of You, which um, I feel like it's entertaining. I feel like it was a decent show. I also feel like it's total bullshit as well. You know, I kind of feel like there's an element of that. Um, if you any of you haven't seen you, it's about. It's kind of like Dexter, you know. It's about a guy who's just a, a a psycho stalker guy, but there's some killing involved, and I just think that 
you know, I have some issues with you. Like, put it like this, right? It was Christmas there. I had to pack my car with rubbish to go to the dump. Okay. And that was a scene. You know, it was dramatic. And it was just wrapping paper. Let alone bodies and body parts. And also police. Hello? Investigate? You know, if you're going to see a guy and be like, here, man, why are you walking around with, like, headphones covered in blood? Like, 700-pound head. You know, just investigate a bit. The guy, and it's weird. And also, he has a, like, he keeps people prisoners in a storage container unit. Now, I mean, I've heard that you're not within, that you're within a metre of security cameras everywhere, CCTV. They're everywhere. It would be, we could call it. You know, now, if you take away that stuff, is it entertaining? Yes. Did the second series get a bit ridiculous with the girlfriend and all? Yeah. But did I make sure I watched it? Yes, of course I did. And I enjoyed it, but I just don't think it's the best show. It's no Top Boy. Like, Top Boy was my... It's possibly my absolute favourite of those type of shows. Again, I would have said before, Line of Duty would have been up there, but the last series of that was a big stinking fucking pile of bullshit. You know? Trying to lure people in with twists and turns, and then it's just wick. So, I mean, I'll obviously watch the new season, but at the same time, I'll probably be going, oh, who's going to be H? Oh, fucking boring. You know? So, any other things for me to watch? Other than Game of Thrones. I need to also watch Don't Fuck With Cats. Catherine won't let me watch that because it's cruel. You know, I want to watch that. I want to watch Kevin Hart's documentary. So, maybe I'll get to watch some of those at the weekend when she's working. Just me and Holly chilling out. Holly's into, like... Cats and shit, so fucking watch that with her. Speaking of which, we took her to the the park today, and two years old just decided, fuck it, I'm climbing the big slide, did it herself, went the whole way to the top and slid down. Obviously, Catherine was up behind her, and I was very much shitting myself at the side, because my wee stumpy arms and short legs can't enable me to fully reach to the top, but she got up enough and slid down. Not a fear in the world, which scares me, because I'm scared of heights, she couldn't give a fuck. Just now, yeah, fuck it, heights. I'm up, I'm done. Like, that was that's probably like something like 30 foot to me, the equivalent, you know, and that's brave. Brave child. Brave fuck on me child, so she is. Um, yeah, what else have we done? Yeah, we just went to cinema tonight too, by the way. Just a heads up, I'm recording this podcast on a Friday. Shocker, I did put the call for questions up. Not a lot of people believe in it be recording my podcast on a Friday. Um, hurtful. But the very odd time, I will do it, and um, and I have, and it's been been a great time. You know, went to the cinema tonight to see Jojo Rabbit, good film, would recommend. And um, for anyone that has not heard of what Jojo Rabbit is, all I will say is it's about a boy who's got an invisible best friend who just happens to be Adolf Hitler. Yeah, but it was an emotive film. It was funny, it was dark, and it was also very sad. Did I cry a little bit? Yes, was there also a stage of which during the film did I fall asleep? Yes, but that's what I do. I'm an old man, I'll fall asleep during films. I'm in a dark room, I'm comfortable, I'm warm, I'm sleepy. You know, for the busy day, I've been pumping up, I've been walking, I've been looking after people. 
and as in a child, you know, I get tired. I say people like I'm, I'm a carer, nah, not a hero, just someone who doesn't wear a condom a couple of years ago, you know. But I'm dealing with my responsibilities well, guys, all right. I feel like I've been talking this shit. What are we like for time here? Let me have a Jeffrey. Half an hour, go ahead, big sir. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm in culture. I hate all culture banter, so not really like me. So, yeah, let me talk about tour dates for, for y'all. Um, oh, sorry. Um, <clears throat> my dad tour, the tour that will never end tour. Um, I'm in the front page in Balmain on the 24th of January. That's a very small room, so it'll sell out. I think, li- I think quite literally, 20 is the capacity of that room. Um, then on the 30th of January, Pugs Comedy Club will be coming back. I have a big meeting with the bar today, looking at changing the direction the club's going. And I'm very pleased with what we discussed. Um, I felt like running the weekly club was getting a bit difficult in terms of, like, ensuring quality and ensuring my own mental health was looked after because it was getting very stressful doing it every week and I was sort of feeling like I was not being funny which as a comedian hey bread and butter be funny dickhead you know but I feel like the chat that we had today was very promising you know we're going to put a bit more effort into it Maybe changing up the posters a bit, making it a bit more, you know, exciting, pushing it down another avenue, and I think that's what it needs. Cause at the end of the day, it's a great club. It's now an established comedy club in the Belfast scene. It's got its own crowd, and it's my favorite room in the country to do stand up in. So I'm pleased that it is coming back. There was a time there where I was in two minds. If it was going to be weekly, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have stayed with it. So I'm pleased that we've managed to compromise and get it bi-weekly um, so that's great news to be back on the 30th of January um, and then my tour is going to Oma on the 31st of January and then the last date of the tour unless I do a Galway show by the way is on the 1st of February in the limelight Belfast tickets are on shine.net or Ticketmaster or just go on my social media and follow the link the tickets for Limelight are actually selling quite well. So if you want to go, I would buy a ticket soon because it'll sell out. And then there'll be no seats left. And then I'll be so scundered that people will be like, oh, should I, can you get me? And I'll be like, I can't because there's none left. So just come and see that. It's the last gig of the show. And then I'll be done with it. Unless you're going to Galway, which, I'll, let's face it, if you live in Belfast, you'll not be going to Galway to watch me do stand-up, will you? Nah. So yeah, all in all, it's good. I just want to say also, I recorded a wee quick Patreon podcast before this, so if you guys want to, you know, follow me on Patreon, you get the wee special podcast that I'm going to be putting out now every every month, an extra podcast. So just go on to Patreon, forward slash Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, and subscribe to that. I'll be putting more content out on that over the next wee while as well as I've said in the podcast before so you know again it's a new year it's a new me rather than going I'm going to do this I'm just fucking doing stuff so there will be Patreon podcasts coming out will be at the minute monthly It'll probably be more than that going forward I'll probably just do a wee quick blast before the weird podcast maybe 
maybe getting him new segments on that podcast. It's definitely going to be something that I will be more open on. You know, my Patreon podcast will be me as a guy more rather than me as a hilarious entity. You know, it'll be just more sort of my, you know, less comedian, more just Dave. You know, what I'm actually doing, goals towards things, working towards things, you know, a wee bit of the process behind what it is we do as comedians, I guess. You know, some people have an interest in that. Some people want to wanna know, like, what's the preparation like? How do you write material? How do you test material? You know, I'll go into that a bit more. Literal feelings about doing stand-up. You know, things that are good, things that are bad. Also a bit more about my diet and weight, and weight stuff. You know, just about more personal stuff, you know, just so you guys can know me more. So like the, the TV show You, if you want to stalk me, Definitely listen to the Patreon podcast. It'll definitely be a better option for you. If you don't want to stalk me, you just want to support me, do it as well. And then you can also go on to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the podcast. Haven't had a new review in a while. Makes me sad. You know, it's a new year. Get your fingers out your butts. You know, don't do a, a dirty Sanchez. Don't sniff your dirty butt finger. Just get on to Apple Podcasts, rate and review the podcast. Leave a wee review on it. It really helps. And I love it. And also subscribe to SoundCloud and Spotify. And I feel like I've chatted a load here. Um, and I feel like this is some decent content. So I'll just go on to my on the listeners' questions for this week. And then just be done because it's half half twelve on Friday night. And I've got I've got a weekend of my with my holly. Um and Catherine's working, so we'll not be really doing a wild lot of comedy based recording because I'm looking after the chair so I have to I have to get my, my podcast done now instead which is great right let me see my questions Dan Taff has said well Dave hope you had a fantastic Christmas with the family so I know you so sorry with t- my mind well, Dave, hope you had a fantastic Christmas with, with the family. Full stop, you should have put in there, man, because I, like Ron Burgundy, will just read. <laughs> so, um, I know you loved wrestling when you were growing up, but do you still watch it? And if so, who's your favourite wrestler now? Um, I'm going to say, to be honest with you, I don't. Um, I think I've just, I don't know, it's just, I, I feel like wrestling has just got shit. I found out, like about three months ago that wrestling wasn't real um, and you know <laughs> it upset me a bit like it's like if wrestling's not real next thing you'll be telling me Santa doesn't exist and that's just BS but to be honest I haven't probably watched wrestling in the last couple of years like it was a big deal for me um, missing Wrestlemania last year that's when I went I don't watch wrestling anymore because I didn't watch Wrestlemania and I was like, oh no, I was sad. But on the basis of that wrestlers that did like, who I know are still doing stuff and still in the ether, my favourite wrestler at the minute is Chris Jericho, Le Champion, because he is the man who created the phrase, ooh, a little bit of the bubbly. And that's led to a great deal of enjoyment 
in my life, it's led to a very fun drinking experience with my friends, and it's just overall been a fun time. So yeah, I'll say Chris Jericho, my all-time favourites, are Kurt Angle, Ric Flair, and Edge, though. So, and The Undertaker. <laughs> but that's it. Um, th- for any of you guys that are going, oh, whoa, Dave, didn't know you were a full nerd. Well, I'm not, I'll beat your fucking, right? Um, Willie Palmer, my favourite name of all guys, has said... Oh, whoa. Hey, dude. Given the recent actions by our boy, Donnie Trump, in the event of a World War Three scenario, where we get invaded, what in your house would you use as a weapon to defend yourself and the weird militia? I mean, I've been through this before, that what I would do if I felt that a war was imminent would be get the B&Q, buy a load of batteries, get a load of yarn, tie the yarn around the battery and then get electrical tape and make a very rigid, lethal weapon. And again, I'd have loads of those. Maybe even get a double ender, like the guy with the red face from Star Wars. And apologies there too, at the race up the stairs, heard the child waking up and dangerous game when your wife's working an early shift and your daughter starts screaming and you're downstairs doing a podcast probably get into trouble for that you know so to sprint upstairs pop a dummy in her mouth and go shut the fuck up I'm doing a podcast again and then race downstairs without waking my wife up but if she would see I'm recording a podcast in the room directly below my bedroom and with a very bassy voice so probably cause you know I probably wake her up but I think we've got away with it so there may be a wee, the odd, quiet moment when I'm trying to listen in, in case of the child's woken up again. I have to go and put her in a rear naked choke and just go fucking sleep. Our boy Jack has asked, do you have any chance of getting a good chat about the tensions growing between the US and Iran? Nah, just kidding. Whose belly button would you rather lick? Mickey, Shane, Colin, or Butler? Hmm. Automatically, I'm going to say it's not going to be Colin or Mickey. Their bellies would be deeper and hairier than the other two. Um, Shane's, no, because that'd be weird. He'd make it weird. He's a weird guy. Butler, I think, is a bit of an Audi, and... Like, Butler's body is in many respects the same colour and shape as Michael Jackson's. So it would kind of be a fun experience, that. And, I mean, a lot of people have licked Butler's belly button before. So, I mean, it would kind of be, I guess, a bit of a, an honour to do so, you know. Um, so I'll go for Butler for that. Cheers, Jack. But also, Trump. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, very anti-Trump. Pretty aggressive behaviour from him, just bombing people. Um, But also, I mean, I'm not, I'm just going to say I don't like whenever everybody on social media who doesn't have a clue about anything starts just always tweeting about opinions and stuff. Like everybody, the last election, oh, Corbyn, Corbyn, like, yeah, that's good. Vote Corbyn if you want, but hey, guy. See if you live in Belfast, you can't vote for him. So, you know, maybe vote for somebody 
here rather than talking about that stupid shit, you know? But yeah, I think I think Trump's gonna get us in some bother, put it like that. Um But it stresses me out. But just live in the moment. Um David Hayes has said not a question, but really enjoy the podcast. Keep up the great work. Appreciate that, David, my friend. Um, it's always nice to hear from people that I've not heard from before, and I'm glad that the podcast can appeal to people. You know, again, I sometimes think it's ridiculous, but at the same time, I appreciate everyone that listens. So, you know, guys, do your thing. Share on social media once out there. Keep getting me more listens, please, and then I can do more. Thought I heard noises again on though. That's just the heat and thank God. John Joe Flood has said, just wondering why you didn't ask last week's question I sent in. But all seriousness, please read my last question. I'm going to be honest, I didn't see it. I think you probably got it in late. Anyway, John Joe, my friend, hoping... Uh, I've not missed the shout out for questions this week in fact that's what it was you got in early before the call was there so I didn't see it my friend um, so simple fuck Mary and avoid this week Caitlyn Jenner Steve Tyler and George Michael um, let me see sadly with a, with a very heavy heart I'm going to say avoid George Michael because he's dead Um. If he was alive, marry. But he's dead. So avoid. Fuck. Caitlyn Jenner. Probably because... You know, she will probably have... A very enticing vagina. You know, she will probably have the best surgeon work down there. So she, the rest of her, does look like... You know, it looks. she looks like a trawler man, basically. A trawler man with a big pair of ditties. But I'm sure her vagina would be that of a porn star. I'm sure it'd be majestic. So I'd give her the D and then I'd marry Stephen Tyler because I mean, I think we could have a decent same-sex marriage. Both of us like a bit of singing. He's a bit cum. You know, I'm a bit creme fresh. Together we could be just a great odd couple, me and Stephen Tyler. Besides, if we're not going to fuck, he's got quite an impressively sized mouth, so I'm sure he could deliver some three-piece sweet J's, which is kind of like BJ, but it incorporates the balls as well. Um, Chris Henning said, Well, Dave, just to clear up from last week, it was my own decision to knock the drinking head. Oh, that's right, Chris was uh, majorly boozing, and I thought he might have had a problem in his life, but it turns out he's just... Decided to not drink himself. Spoof. Um, but I'm not a raging alcoholic, yeah. You know, thou doth protest too much, my friend. My question this week is, you touched it last week, re-getting back to the gym, writing new stuff, but do you have any specific goals you'd like to share with the weirdos? Um, tell you what, I'm not going to read um, all of that because... Um, have actually talked about it completely on the Patreon podcast, which um, I know you are, Chris, my friend. So, I mean, if you want to go over to the Patreon podcast, which will be up, and have we listened to that, you'll hear a, a, a detailed breakdown of my goals for 2020. 
Also, I'll go through previous goals, which I had and didn't meet. So, I mean, it's all there on Patreon, my friend. And unfortunately, you little monkeys aren't going to get it. To be fair, I'll probably tell you next week once the Patreon podcast be listened to by everyone. But guys, anyway, that's the end of this week's podcast. It's been fun. I didn't think there would be a load to talk about. Turns out there was. Um, so all I can say, once again, in closing, just keep sharing the podcast. The listens are going up. It's making me all chuffed. Um, I'll keep trying to make it better every week. Just ask questions. See, when I'm asking, give me some questions. Fucking give me some questions, you know? Sometimes you put that up and no one replies. And you go, oh, no. <laughs> I'm really sad now. But seriously, guys, happy new year. Go ahead, get yourself to your, your targets, to your goals. Oh, yeah, I'm one of those guys. And just, you know, look after each other. That's such a fucking shitty way to end. Guys, fuck you, fuckers. I'll see you next week.